0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Earth and Body Ecosystems,
1: where we explore bridging the gap between our bodies and the earth surrounding us. Remember
0: to like, comment, and subscribe. Joyce can be found at MajesticTerror.com or HeavenlyBodiesOrganicSkincare.com. It can be found under construction at WonderingWildwoman.com, a podcast, go out to all podcast platforms. And we also put it up on our own personal YouTube, which mine is Wondering Wild Woman and Joyce is Natural Bliss Podcast. Joyce will introduce us to, to our guest. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Heidi. Today we have with us Melinda Van Fleet. She is a confidence and peak performance coach international best-selling author, speaker, and podcast host who works with businesswomen to develop confidence to believe in themselves, take action, and get results. She is known as the Good Karma Coach. Her podcasts include the Good Karma Success, Success Coach and Confident Conversations. Utilizing her 25 plus years of experience building businesses, and her passion for working with women, Melinda teaches real-life tools they can use to stop the daily struggle, build their confidence, increase productivity, and achieve the success they desire. Melinda's first book, Confidence Mastery for Couples, Roadmap to a More Intimate Relationship, is available on Amazon. Her second book, Life and Love Lessons, How to Discover Confidence Through Your Spiritual Journey, is being released within a matter of days. Welcome to the show, Melinda. How are
2: you? I'm awesome. Thank you both for having me. This will be super fun. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: So tell us a little bit about how you got started doing what you do right now, because you actually have a very interesting story.
2: Yeah. So um, I have a very vast business background and 16 years in the corporate world. And my husband and I were laid off at the same time in 2009, and we both lost our jobs. We had nothing, but we had manifested moving somewhere where it never, ever snows. So my husband was suffering from depression when we um, were in the corporate world. He um, worked in production supervisor as as a plant manager, and we both lived in Minnesota, and He hated it, he was miserable. And we would lie on the bed at night just as a way for me to help him through depression. And I would play the sound machine and talk to him about what it would be like if we moved somewhere where it never snowed and what it would be like for him to do his dream job, which was to become a charter boat fishing captain. And I just would constantly do this whole visualization exercise with him. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like trying to help him because if you remember like 2009, this was kind of before, you know, the internet and all Mm -hmm. the, you know, coaching that has come out and courses about manifestation and law of attraction, I was just trying to help him intuitively and, uh, definitely helped, but the bigger help was when, god stepped in the universe however you want to put it and we both got laid off and so then we were like okay well now what do we do (laughs) so (laughs) we had only been married about um, a year and a half we'd been together about two and a half years and so we were not prepared and we um just through advice of you know a family member and a friend they were like you both are super hard workers why don't you just move to Florida and figure it out? And so we did. We packed our bags, and we'd never even been here. We had hardly any money. We didn't know anyone. We didn't have any jobs. But we came down to South Florida, ended up settling in the Florida Keys, and rolled up our sleeves and through just hard work and a lot of belief and knowing. We figured it out. So my husband is now an extremely successful charter boat fishing captain, and we created a brand called Good Karma Sport Fishing, and he's all over the web. He has courses. He has a private group. He's booked every day. So you can make it happen. And all along in the beginning, I would say, you know, someday when we get our shit together, we are going to help others. So a couple of years ago, I decided to finally get into coaching and writing and speaking, so I could share our story and hopefully inspire some other people. That even if it seems like really crappy and you do not know how things are going to happen, <laughs> they can happen, and you can and you can figure it out along the way. So um, we are just living proof that you can um, make your dreams come true. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So now um, I'm on my second book, which is crazy. And I have to show you, I just got my author copy yesterday. (laughs) Yay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I I got my author copy. So um, yeah, uh, rocking and rolling and getting ready to um, officially release on July 28th. But if anyone's been an author before or been involved in a co-authored book series, you kind of know that. You just kind of, the pieces kind of come together with Amazon. And before you know it, everything's live. So it's um, kind of a fun process to be part of.
0: So can you tell us a little bit about the overall picture of the book and what it's about?
2: Yeah, totally. So I have been a student for many, many years and often not even realizing it. So it started, you know, when I was a kid, I, I did the Ouija board with my grandma. And then I was really into tarot card readings. And just, you know, little by little, I would, you know, meet with a spiritual teacher or have something happen to me. And so all these events, I believe, have really shaped my life and helped me build confidence and, um, you know, have direction, have clarity, have validation, you know, all these things. And often we don't even recognize that that's going on. Right. So, uh, over the years, I've just been compiling stories upon stories and some are crazy stories and some are miracles. Like you're just like, what, how did that even happen? And so it's just been in my blood and in my soul to document it all to date and put it out there to the world. So other people can not only maybe have some of their own aha moments where they're like, Oh yeah, I had something similar happen. Oh, I get it. That was my intuition. Right. Or Mm. if someone struggles with, you know, letting things go, you know, and just letting things like happen as they should happen, you know, there's stories about that. There's definitely stories about different, um, you know, modalities. Even I talk about Kabbalah as being kind of like an entryway for me. I talk about human design. Uh, Definitely lots of tarot card (laughs) stories (laughs) because I love cards and I've definitely come to, you know, pick up on that myself. So I've just really embraced and then encompassed all of these different little, you know, I call it being in the blender. You know, I use a little, a little bit from there, a little bit from there, a little bit there, and then how that just really can com- combine together. If you, you know, start to go, oh, and, and do the math on all of this and really start to transform your life. So there's just, there's just so many examples. So the book is really, I would say, um, very different than any book I've ever read. And isn't just um, the typical manifestation law of attraction books. It's actually the stories that will hopefully make you again, like I said earlier, go, oh, I get it or, oh, I could try this too, or "I, I can change my mindset this way. You know, there's just little tweaks that we all can do, you know, every day that help us get to, you know, just living our best lives and being our best selves. So um, it was really fun to write. It was a lot of um, memory lane stories and even stories my husband had never heard. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a few of those, but he was glad that this book is not about him. So <laughs> he was glad about that. But yeah, so it was a fun about, book to write. Tell, tell us about the cover of the book.
1: Where did that come from?
2: Yeah. So the cover of the book, I had some um, images on my bulletin board for years and years and years. And I had, um, given it to, um, the cover company that I use that also does the formatting. It's, it's a really great company. I think it's called 100 covers and, um, and I gave it to them. And then I gave them like just some other pieces of inspiration and they came back with two cover designs. And the fun thing that I've done for both of my books is posted the cover options on Facebook. (laughs) <laughs> and let in and, 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 Instagram too, and have people take, um, a poll. And then I truly go with what the majority says. So I, I did go with this cover with the larger butterfly and, um, so many people love butterflies, including myself because, you know, Me, butterflies are, are a transformation, right? I mean, yeah. it's just, they're beautiful and so much, you know, symbolism, mm-hmm. you know, and if you really sit and think about it, you know, that when the caterpillars you know they're in the cocoon and, and they have to stay in the cocoon and, and, you know, they're developing and they're going through the whole process. And then they emerge as this, you know, new, beautiful butterfly. And, and I feel that that's really symbolic of myself. And then hopefully it has some symbolism for anyone that decides to read the book too, that they'll, they'll kind of get it. So, yeah.
0: So it sounds like the book is not necessarily like how to, like in like, you know, describe do this step do, it. but it's more like a journey through your through your life and your stories and how you learn to manifest and become who you are.
2: And yes, so that- yes, yeah, yeah. There's maybe a couple places where there's a little bit of a step, but not. And my my first book was a little bit more of a, a how to, and this is definitely yeah. You're gonna intuitively when you read like understand and and get, get the the vibe and, and, and the messaging from, from just kind of listening to my stories. So, yeah.
1: What was your favorite chapter? Right.
2: Oh, so I, I guess it's, that's a great question. Um, probably my whole tarot card journey story in relation to the relationship I had before my husband. And probably one of the reasons why is there's so many like weaved details in there and it takes place over a course of time and so many miracles and, um, you know, one involving my brother, who's an angel, an angel for me, he passed away. And, um, I really, except for people that knew me back then and knew the story, if they if I shared it with them, I really didn't share it with that many people because at the time it was actually um, a lot of shame and embarrassment. And um, so the fact that I documented it all in this book and it's one of the longer chapters and I'm sharing it with the world is um, probably makes it my favorite just for, you know, building my own confidence of sharing something that, you know, was a really, really crazy time for me over a period of years. So I'd say that in terms of just, you know, because it's a growth chapter, a big growth chapter, for sure. But great question. Yes. So. Um, and also, we were wondering
0: about discovering Kabbalah. Yes. Oh well, yes. We, I find that very fast. At least I find it very fascinating. Yeah. I- have you
2: Have you both done any work with Kabbalah? Have you?
0: Nope. I have. Nope. Okay. Just No, in general, what it is a little bit. So Mm I haven't delved in at all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to say something when, you know, you might have a lot of experience and maybe more than me. even. I discovered Kabbalah through my very good friend, Terry. When I moved to South Florida, I met her at a trade show. We were both sales reps at the same time. And she lived in a town where there's a Kabbalah center in South Florida in Boca Raton. And she and I became friends and she's not Jewish. She's, she's Catholic. And so it it all just kind of Mm -hmm. piqued my interest because as I I talk a little bit about in the book, I don't consider myself religious, even though I, I did go to church as a child. And so I had walked away from all of that. So I was like, Hmm, this, this Kabbalah thing is kind of interesting. And so she would share with me And, you know, I really realized it was just like this amazing eye-opening personal transformation type of, of, of modality of, of, you know, a spiritual, um, presence out there that it wasn't a religion. So that was a learning for me. And when I realized it's, you know, a lot of um, conversation about, you know, ego, I had never heard the term ego before. So that opened my eyes to, um, some transformation and that, um, you know, there's a lot of discussion too, about money and money's energy and money is good. So that was like a huge mindset shift because I grew up with a lot of limiting beliefs, just like everybody else right? Mm -hmm, right. (laughs) from their parents, you know, that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. I've heard it all. I've been there, you know, my mom and dad used to primarily my mom tell me um, every time, you know, we'd pass a boat, you know, she'd be like, keep dreaming kid. You know, people waste their money on boats. You're never going to have a boat. That's stupid. That's a waste of money. Well, now I have a business with a boat. Right. So, <laughs> you know, so it's just, it, Kabbalah just really started that whole process for me of like, wow, there's a whole other, you know, mindset mm-hmm. out there. That's positive. That is welcoming that isn't judgmental. And it just really started that whole, um, transformational journey for me. And it's, a, 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 um, it's love, you know, Kabbalah, you know, it's a very loving, um, type, you know, the environment, the, the people, the teachings, everything kind of is, is in that bucket. And so it just really appealed to me. And again, opened my eyes and I, bought you know CDs because back then you know it was CDs right. free that you played in your car right there mm-hmm. was listening you know on Audible Audible didn't exist and <laughs> so I bought like all the CDs and I think I spent like a hundred dollars which to me was like a lot so I was like oh my gosh I spent a hundred dollars on all these CDs but it, you know it just really kind of started the whole process so I felt that having a chapter dedicated to Kabbalah and I mentioned the Bergs, which, you know, have the Kabbalah centers and, um, you know, just really sharing a lot of information. So if someone is interested in exploring some of these different tools and teachings out there that they they can then take it that step further um, than what I've, you know, shared in one chat, it just kind of opens the door for them too. And,
1: can we talk about uh, reconnecting to the higher self?
2: Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm
1: sorry, Heidi, is there something that you wanted to ask for about the Kabbalah?
0: Well, oh, yeah, I was just going to iterate that there's a um, connection between the Kabbalah, the Hebrew letters, and the tarot. So mm-hmm. that, oh, you know, and it sounds like, um, since you know the tarot, and I know the tarot, that you really went on the fool's journey. You really <laughs> leaped off the cliff when you moved to Florida. I mean, I can't think of, you know, uh, a better um, something I'm looking for similarity in that fool's journey or the hero's journey. It's a hero's journey or the soul's journey is when you totally abandoning everything you've ever known. And you take that leap of faith and you jump right in and you just say, I'm going to, sw- I'm not, I'm not going to sink. I'm going to swim and I'm going to get this done. So I think that's amazing. Now, Joyce, go ahead. Yeah. That
1: was
2: yeah, awesome, I, yeah, I'm going to add on really quick to what Heidi just said, because I probably, too, I wish I would have had, you know, recorded on my phone at the time when I met with the tarot card reader before we moved, but I probably had the tower card. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> had, she might have been like, oh, you got, you've got all that. <laughs> so, yeah, because that was part of it. But yeah, so um, Joyce, you were, you were asking, Sorry. Of
1: reconnecting with your higher self.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that has been a huge piece of my journey. And I kind of layer in a lot of different um, little different nuggets and stories. And, you know, one, for example, that I can think of that I talk about in the book is I've been really tough on myself as I've been creating content in terms of comparing myself and even bigger than that, judging myself, right? So as I've gotten into this space of speaking online and doing Facebook lives and, uh, you I've know, been a podcaster now for two and a half years, I would judge myself. Like I'd go back and listen to the podcast and be like, oh, I sound stupid. Or oh, I can't believe I said that, or I didn't mean to say that. And then that came out, right? So I would have all these like mind loops and triggers And then I would bring the energy of what I was saying down, which is not good. Right. So I was doing damage. Let me just put it like that to myself and what I was putting out there to the world. So there's a story in the um, book where I was trying to do a a Facebook live and slow down my speaking a little bit because I am a fast talker and (laughs) I had asked my husband, you know, what do you think of, you know, my video? And he's like, Oh, it's really good. You, you spoke a little slower. And so he was positive. He was fine, but I still was judging myself because something as I was telling the story segue. So I have a habit of like segue, right? Like, cause I don't script anything. So everything comes through me. And then like another thought will pop up and I got like, really discouraged with myself that I didn't kind of stick to what I had planned. And I ended up sharing with some fellow intuitives and my spiritual teacher, Deborah Lupin, the experience. And they were like, you did great. Like, this is what's coming through you. Don't try to close your channel. Like just, just talk. And they were being very encouraging. They, they were like, you don't talk too fast. People have limited time. Now they, they listen to things on faster speed. So it's actually probably good that you're, you know, a faster talker. So that was really nice, but I was still beating myself up. So I went to meditate and I just, you know, took some deep breaths and really got into the zone. I've been meditating very seriously for three years. Now I meditate two times a day, sometimes three. And you know, this voice just came to me and it, it was like, this is not for you, Melinda. It's, it's for others. And that's your higher self. That's your higher self. When, you know, a voice comes through and, you know, kind of, you know, such you straight and I, I started to cry and I was like, you know, thank you. And it really just changed, you know, my, I stopped it. Like I stopped, you know, judging myself in that way. Of course I want to improve and do better. Right. But the harsh judgment, That would bring down the energy of what I'm trying to get across to people is what shifted. So it's, it's really realizing, you know, taking out the ego and realizing, you know, you're what you're here on this earth for in this human lifetime and um, you know, being your best self, the best version of yourself as you move through your day and connect with others and share and serve. And um letting go of the, you know, oh, I look terrible and this and that, because that's like your ego and that's not your higher self, you know, really giving you the power and the confidence to um do what you're supposed to be doing. So there's a lot of like weave stories in there, and I think that one's you start to have that journey and have that awareness. It becomes more um, natural or easier for you. But I do believe, and I do believe that a lot of people are on that journey right now, which is really exciting. As you know, more um, light workers, if you want to say, are being you know called, and people are really waking up, waking up to um, you know their own spiritual intuition and gifts that everyone has. And um, I think that it's just a really great thing for people to really start understanding, and it also takes the pressure off. <laughs> so, right, <laughs> <laughs> like, and don't we all want less pressure? I want less pressure. So it's a kind of nice too. So I hope that I hope that sheds a little light on your question, Joyce. Thank you.
0: So you also talk about human design in your book. And I thought maybe you could go into that a little bit.
2: Yeah. Have you guys pulled your charts for human design? I no.
0: done it before, but I it it kind of is above me. I understand the concept and mm-hmm. I understand that this base patterns, you know, that everybody has. Um but not, I haven't really got into it too much. So yeah, I don't, I hear know. You. I don't yeah.
1: know
2: what it is. Yeah, is it, it? it can be overwhelming. So, yeah. uh, so don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm not an expert. It's on my to-do list to become more of an expert but I do love it. And I highly recommend for everyone to pull your chart. Um, I have three podcasts on good karma success coach that people can listen to if you want to kind of get a little bit more information than this, but it's free online to pull your charts. And I want to say it's humandesignorg.com. Something like that is a really good chart. I've pulled a couple, but the one I talk about the most is, is the best. And it's um, one I do mention in the book too. So basically what it is, is a um, I, uh, I, I, modality gonna... spiritual tool. Yeah. That came, it's... that was downloaded to a gentleman named Robert Crack. I might, I crawl, I'm going to mess up his name, but now he goes by Ra Urhu. So when you go online, you can see quotes from him. And it was in 1987, so not that long ago. And what it says, it was it was downloaded from the divine. And it's basically a, a system, I guess you could say, like an assessment. And it combines everything from astrology to um, Kabbalah. Like it, it combines the
0: um, I Ching, I've heard. Yes, yeah, yeah,
2: the I Ching. I just got a book on I Ching. I, I have on my list to read. <laughs> And it combines like about four or five, right, Heidi? Yeah. About four or five different um, uh, yeah. assessments and tools. And you get bucketed, that's the best way I can put it, into five, there's five different design types. And one, And so that's like easy step one. You can read about your design type. I'm a generator. Do you remember what yours was at all, Heidi?
0: Um. I think it was the shy one. I can't remember exactly what okay, it was. Okay, like the, the, projector,
2: the projector. Projector. projector yeah. Projector. My sister's a projector. Yeah. Something and like that. Yeah. So, even on the number one thing that's the easiest to do, it was even eye opening for me. So, a, a generator, to use myself as an example, is someone that has just a lot of energy, right? I can just go, 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 go. I don't need a nap. I don't need much sleep. I, High energy, I and that was eye opening to begin with because you know I'm, I'm 50 years old and I can still wake up in the morning and boom go. I don't need coffee, like I don't need time. I'm like running from the second. So when you learn that, oh, that's just how I'm wired from the universe is right. like eye opening to begin with. My husband's uh, manifesting generator which means that he's really good at manifesting and he has high energy. However, he needs to take a nap and he takes a nap. So it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, he takes a nap. How funny that that's actually like in the profile and a projector is someone who my sister's a projector needs a little more time. Like they're good with working like four to five hours a day and Mm -hmm. then they're done. And so when you Start to dig into something like human design, even on the simplest, the top side thing like that. Number one, it makes you feel better like, okay, there's nothing wrong with me that I want to take a nap, right? And also, two, you get to know your partner, or your family members, or co workers. Because let's say, let's say I was judging you, Heidi, that mm-hmm. you couldn't keep up with me, right? Let's right. say, and being like, oh gosh, you know, we're on vacation together and she can't, you know, keep going. Like what's wrong with her? We need to go to another museum. And (laughs) it's just how you are. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're all amazing, beautiful people. And so it just sheds this like little light of, um, you know, uh, awareness um, that we're all different. And then the next thing after that is you get assigned numbers. So I'm a three, five, Oh, and yeah, that's right. be like a one, six, you know, they don't go super high. I think it's just six. So like a three, six, you know, it's different combos. And so I'm a three, five, which means the three for me is that all my lessons are stories to help others, which is what I do. So it's like hilarious. And five is a, a teacher and a communicator type. So I'm, I'm doing now what my design is. And there's actually more correlation with your numbers in terms of like and like, like people that might bond a little bit than, um, than your actual design type, it's been said. So my one of my spiritual teachers told me about human design last fall. And then since I podcasted about it, I connected with a human design Advisor, expert. I call her an expert. She calls herself an advisor, and she has helped me further along the journey as well. Plus, there's you know books out there that that you can read. You can go online. There's lots of free information. But um, yeah, then you can dig into channels and gates, and those are fascinating. But that goes more into probably what you know most people would say is a little overwhelming, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it is. It's a little more overwhelming. So there, you kind of need. You need help, you, you, you need someone who um, is really fluid with it and can right. look at the gates. You know, um, my friend Ann, she looked at my gates and she overlaid them with my niece's gates. And she was like, Oh, you and your niece have a connection. And We do, we have like this connection with spirituality and, and talking to each other. And she's only 15 and she's an old soul. So it's really fascinating when you dig deeper. But um, that's like, you know, a whole other conversation. <laughs> so, but basically to just to circle back, if anyone's like still um, a little curious, all you need when you go online to one of these websites is your birth date, the time of birth, and where you were born. So it's really fascinating that all this information can come from that. And I'd asked my friend Anne, before I said, um, you know, she's been, you know, helping others with this. I said, has anything ever come back wrong? Because everything you've told me about myself, my husband, my sister, my nieces has been like spot on the money. She was never once. Every client of hers has always been in agreement with whatever she can see in the charts. It's just fascinating. So my daughter has a
1: hard. My daughter has a hard time with like that. And even figuring out like when Heidi when would we'll probably know this, like in astrology, when you're trying to figure out where your moons are
2: mm. and whatnot,
1: the astrological chart, is that what it's called, Heidi? Yeah.
0: Well, that's very similar. You, it's the same information for the astrological and human design. You need the same information too.
1: Well, apparently when my daughter was born, they stopped putting the time of birth on the birth certificates. Like on my birth certificate, it has a time I was born, but my daughter, it's not on her birth certificate. So it's like I had a baby book for her and I had written down a time and she had a friend, uh, Heidi, Kara, who did tarot. Yeah. And Kara Kara did the astrological chart. And Kara was always like, there's no way that your moon is like somewhere. She's like, you know, "You're, you're definitely I see was being this. So my daughter's always asking me, are you sure that's what time I was born? And I'm like, well, I wrote it down. So I, I got I <laughs> probably huh. had mommy brain at the
0: time. Maybe she should look into human design because it sounds like with Melinda's experience, that's been very much spot on and astrology it- can be you know, but she doesn't, she
1: doesn't have her time of birth. Oh, you go by using the one we have. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's a good idea. Do you have any questions for Melinda Joyce? Um, no, I did. I did want to, um, the chapter nine, why can't they? Yeah. What is that all about?
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Let's see if I can read a little part. So why can't they is more about like letting things go and actually read the quote that I have in the beginning. Let's see if I could read without my glasses in the end, only three things matter how much you loved, how gently you lived and how gracefully you let things let go of things not meant for you, Buddha. So this chapter is about, um, relationships. (laughs) And just, you know, recognizing you can't change people and we're all on different journey and we all have, you know, different soul paths. I don't know. Have you ever had soul readings done? I've had two different types. I haven't.
0: How do you have you? No, I haven't.
2: Okay. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. So I have two friends, two spiritual friends who are both soul readers and they do it as part of their practice. And one does it from the aspect of the Akashic Records, and one does it like with a a whole other system and plan. So they're both very different and both fabulous. And I mentioned both of them in the book. And you know, often we get frustrated with people in this world. And we're like, why can't they just do that? Or why did they do that? You know, we ask all these questions and people trigger us and in mind loops happen and frustration and energy. And, you know, when you start to just realize like it's just not their path, you know, it's just, you know, all these things kind of go together, right? So you can think of it if you know their human design, you can think of it um, if you have done, you know, readings or know them in other ways, but One is their soul path. Like the, it just might not be their path in life to be, um, you know, the, a straight A student, you know, maybe it's a child of yours and you're frustrated with them and how they are with school. You know, maybe it's just not their path. Maybe they're not meant to go to college. Maybe their path is to take like a trade job. So giving people grace for where they are and for themselves and not, you know, having expectations of them in your relationships is so important and again it's freeing (laughs) it's really freeing if you can you know as you're sitting there judging someone or being frustrated or angry just be like you know it's just we're on different paths we are different souls we are on different paths and that's okay that's okay i'm just going to focus on myself and not worry about why they can or can't do something like I'm just going to sit and focus on myself. One of my very, very favorite sayings that I I use a lot is see yourself as others. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, a piece of it too. So if you just take a moment, you know, take some deep breaths and just be like, you know, they're, they're just, they're just not in that place or they're they're never going to be. And that's okay. Or maybe they're in a different place than you, you know, whatever it is, just recognizing that they're on a different path in this lifetime. And, you know, they're not going to maybe do what you want them to do or behave as you want them to behave. It's just, it is what it is. And the more you can just let that go, it'll just make you feel so much better. And we all, um, just want to feel good, right? We all want to be happy and, right. and feel good. Yes. So that's just like another aspect of, you know, some transformation that can help you on your path to feeling better every day. My daughter loves that saying it is what it is.
1: Yes, <laughs> she, it she is, what it, says is, that. It what, is what it is. But, you know, I mean, that what you were saying that it is very freeing because not only do you feel better, you don't feel stressed, you don't feel frustrated. And you're not lowering your vibrational frequency.
2: Mm -hmm. And if you, this is what's so crazy about our lives, right? If you realize that keeping our vibrational frequency at a good place or even like a medium place, like just steadying along instead of being like, "Ah," like all these magical things will happen for you faster. Like, why don't we do that? Like, it's really as simple as that. And, but we don't like our humanness gets in the way, society, social media, driving down the street, in traffic, you know, whatever. It's just programming. Always, it's the like, way we've yeah, been programmed okay. since
0: we were children. Yeah.
2: Yes, totally. It's like, okay, like, how can we rewire a lot of that as we have, um, you know, obviously, you know, matured and there's so much great information out there. That we can, you know, do a lot of rewiring. I mean, it really is changing that programming, Heidi, to use your word, totally.
1: Mm -hmm. As my son and youngest son and I had a conversation as to whether or not we could choose to be happy. And Mm -hmm. I think we can. I think happiness is a a choice. That's the mindset. I mean, you know, there's times like if if you know there's a loss where somebody passes away and you mourn, that's a natural process. You know, but when you're experiencing, like, I kind of woke up this morning, kind of like in a funk and I'm going, why do I feel like this? And I'm going, no, I'm not going to be in a funk. I'm going to, I'm going to choose to be happy. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do.
2: Yeah. But you know, kudos to you, Joyce, that you had the awareness. Cause that's step one is having the awareness because that's what most people don't do. They, they don't mm-hmm. take a, a second to have the awareness. They keep going on autopilot. And then before you know it, their whole day is gone and they've been in a funk all day and why, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, and I, I know there's a lot of conversation out there about, you know, positivity and also to what you said, you know, if you are sad, you know, take, take time to be, to be sad, but then you have to figure out how to move through it because your higher self doesn't want you to be sad. Like you're a happy being. So you have to kind of figure it out. I was listening to a talk. That Oprah gave. It was the Stanford graduation talk. I was reading a book that said to listen to this talk. And so I listened to the talk and she was sharing that when her school, you know, when that all came to light about the sexual abuse that was going on at her school, that she sobbed for a half an hour, she sobbed, just sobbed for a half an hour. And then she was like, I got to fix this. I got to like, help these girls i've got to like move forward and and that's what you you have to do you have to take some time to figure out what you know what was going on that either made you sad or frustrated and then you know be able to choose to what you said you're saying joyce and move forward and and, and um get back into you know a better alignment and we all have that choice we we truly do did your son not agree did your son no, he, say no? no he didn't agree oh! <laughs> Well, he needs to watch
1: he, our he, podcast. Yeah. Um, no, it's, he disagrees with a lot of things that I that I feel and say, and a lot, the majority of our conversations land up with those button heads. But, you know, we, we have been able to have some great conversations. He's a very analytical person, you know? And once again, it's just that I have to accept this is who he is, mm-hmm. you know? And I told him during our conversations where our heads are buttoned, I said, you know what? we need to just agree to disagree. You know, I'm not going to change my mind. You're not going to change your mind, you know? So why keep having this conversation going back and forth? It's not, it's not getting anywhere.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and you're completely correct and and very smart for taking that path. Um, you know, and and again, like that might be his soul's path in this lifetime and, or in five years, he might have an epiphany and something might happen and he'll be like, Hey mom, you were right. Who knows, right? But you should pull his human design chart and see what it says. <laughs> so. oh, that,
1: I don't think I don't think I have his time of birth at all.
2: Oh, okay. I don't even
1: think I wrote it down in his baby book. I'll have to look. I have I've got, I have two other sons, and I haven't looked at their birth certificates or in their baby books to see if I wrote the time down mm-hmm. for whatever reason I did with Brittany. You know, and she came and asked me about it. So,
2: yeah, yeah. It's really amazing that it's not on the birth certificates anymore, but my sister had it for my nieces and they're 15 and 12. So maybe it varies by state or something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah,
1: Maybe because my daughter just turned 30. Yeah. Yeah. My, my
2: youngest is going to be 23 this year. Hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we, we have a choice, but I, I like what you said about sobbing and cry. when we are in that state sometimes the best thing is to let it go and not hold on to it because my life experience I've held on to things for too long and then what happens is it accumulates and it's not good for my health and or I have an explosion you know like of emotion Because I've held it in for so long. So definitely, I believe we do, we can choose, but sometimes we just have to let it go. Let it go so that we can bring that joy and that happiness and, and we can choose to have it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and you're right. If you think about, you know, the terrible tragedies that happen out there, is it because someone held their, you know, anger and their emotions Mm. for so long that, you know, they just really, um, they lost it. So yeah, like literally, yeah, like literally lost it. And it, you know, it's amazing that in this world, we don't honor the fact that if someone is like having, you know, a bad day and maybe they need to just take a moment to, for themselves for the day to move through it. Like we don't have that as like a normal, um, practice, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So you really have to be confident and strong to be aware of that in yourself. So you do that on your own, but it's not something that we tend to talk about in society, right? We, we talk about going on vacation, but no one says, hey, you know, I just need to sit home today and just cry it out.
0: <laughs> you know, like- right, exactly. Exactly. That's That's so- it's on. Yeah. And how many how many times does somebody ask you, how are you doing today? And you always say, I'm okay. When maybe you're having the rotten day and you just need a shoulder to cry on, but you hold back because you don't want to bother that person saying it's not going so great, you know.
2: Totally true. Totally true. I always tell the
1: truth. If you're going to ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to tell you. If I'm having a shitty day, I'm going to tell you I'm having a shitty day.
2: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> or a lot of
1: times, a lot of times I just say could be could be better, could be worse. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> good for you. That's awesome. And I hope you just inspired some other people to do the same. Totally.
1: Well, and you should, you know, why, why act like everything's okay when it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Heidi and I are both empaths and I could pick up vibrations mm-hmm. from people and their energy. And I could just, this one woman walked on the store one day and we were driving and she crossed our path. And I told my husband, I said, she's really having a cruddy day. Poor I- thing. Yeah. I could just see it in the way she carried herself, her, the vibes I was getting up, the, her facial expression,
2: mm-hmm. you,
1: you know, and it's the thing with our society too, our, our society, we're not as compassionate, loving and caring as what we should be to other people. The majority of the people in the society, it's all, oh, what about me? Mm-hmm. I don't care about you. You know, yeah. it's just, how am I feeling? How are you making me feel?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. And I write about that a little bit in the book too, in terms of um, the fact that I believe, you know, we're all on autopilot so much that we do lose that compassion. And I think as humans, our first thoughts are about us, you know what I mean? So I even try to watch how I word things because I consider myself a compassionate person, but sometimes maybe what I said didn't come out the right way. So it's, it's, it is, there's like a rewiring and a retraining there. And um, just like an understanding that, um, you know, take a moment. And it's, it's funny because what I wrote about is in conjunction with, you know, social media, you know, that people post all these quotes and all these memes and all this Mm -hmm. stuff all day long, but, you know, you, you can feel it. I, I have empathic, you know, tendencies too. I can, I can feel it. I'm like, yeah, she's really not that happy, you know, <laughs> but she's posting away. So, um, so yeah, I think there's a lot in that, a lot of layers that are really important and important discussions for people to be having or internally thinking about and processing and, um, you know, breaking down and seeing what they can do better themselves, even if it's just to make themselves feel better. and and cut out some of the noise. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say the person that was posting all this and you felt like you didn't think they were really happy. Maybe they were doing it to try to make themselves happier.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That is true too. Absolutely. That is very possible. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So. One of your chapters in the book is, I think this kind of segues into um, celebration and gratitude.
2: Yes. So again, don't be on autopilot. Celebrate. (laughs) And I think a lot of people, you know, well, let me back up. Um, I came to realize that I just keep going, 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 and I don't take the time to celebrate something. So um, even little things, even little things, like, let's say you're working on building your business and someone signs up for your email, like take a second. Oh my gosh, someone signed up for my email list. Right. Cause we're all, you know, trying to do all these different things out there. You know, you guys might see a new subscriber or someone watched your video and, and gave you the thumbs up, you know, all those little things are energy. So making it just a, a Practice, and if you're not someone that does it, it goes back to awareness and making, you know, becoming aware and just taking a minute to to celebrate. So we, um, my husband has courses and every time we sell a course even if it's just a $30 course we're like yay hi hi you know and, and we have like a little celebration because that is the energy you want to be putting out there to the universe so saying thank you for you know everything and also celebrating along the way really helps you you know and that can help you you know even become Happier and more joyful if you just celebrate some of the little things in your life that we might be, you know, just taking for granted. So mm-hmm. I am one of those people that finds money all the time, coins. I don't know if you guys find coins everywhere or if you see angel numbers or feathers or Angel like numbers. That. Angel numbers. My nieces see angel numbers. I, I don't see the numbers, but I find coins. So I kind of feel like it's in the same, the same realm of you know the signs you're getting from the universe and um so every time i see like i pick up the money <laughs> so yes, i do i don't care I pick, I pick it up i pick it up i pick it up so i find coins everywhere and weird places at weird times and so i wrote some stories about finding coins and i i wrote about how you know i like one of the times i was with my husband and we were in the parking lot at ace hardware just in the street, down the in the street here down the um down the road and we live in a small town in the Keys. It's the smaller key. And so my husband's like, oh, God, you know, you're dancing in the parking lot. Only we're like, can you get in the car? <laughs> <laughs> I like, found a dime. I was like, yeah, I found a dime. And I'm like dancing. And he's like so embarrassed. And then I found this really cool dime that was like, like melted, like m- melted. And I had asked um, my guides for some advice that day, you know, some um, confirmation about something that I was working on. And like 20 minutes later, I found this like really cool dime. It's just like all melty. I, I don't even know how that like happened. And I love it when I like park my car and I'm very aware. So I park my car, I don't see anything, you know, just kind of like I go in the store. I leave the store and then I see some. And I'm like, okay, where did this come from? <laughs> So, so, you know, that, you know, there's magic happening everywhere because I would have seen it before and there's no other cars around where did that, you know, funky dime come from. And that was one of those instances that was on the sidewalk and I'd already walked down that sidewalk. And then when I walked back to my car, it was there. So just, you know, celebrating little things like that, whatever things come across your path and everyone has different things. People see birds, you might celebrate. Um, you know, something, you know, even good stuff. I celebrate when my dogs go potty when they should go potty. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yes, right. It's like, oh, thank God, you went potties right away, do I don't have to walk you for five miles. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you can celebrate so much in your day, and even, you know, and I do believe this goes into the happiness choice. And like I said, a lot of these stories are weaved together, you know, it changes your mindset to, to be happy, to be grateful. I mean, it's, I think it's like scientifically proven that gratitude, you know, changes your whole energy and, and how you feel. So, yeah. So I celebrate a lot, a lot of little stuff. Well, <laughs> so,
1: it's also the, one of the strongest vibrations that we can send
2: out into the universe mm-hmm. is absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and it's so. Oh. Isn't it wild how it's just like these basic things like gratitude, breathing, um, awareness, love. love. Yeah, you know, it's it's not like any of us. I'm just saying, like a rocket science, you know. But it's doing it, you know. It's really embodying it and doing doing the the thing to um, get to that state. So yeah.
0: I'll have to pay more attention about the coins because I used to find coins a lot, and I haven't really been paying attention. So, now on, I'm definitely going to pay
2: attention. Yes, you'll have to message me when you go outside and find a quarter. You'll be like, right, "Ah!" exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had a big talk on Monday night for a sales team that I was really excited about, and I prepped for it. I made a deck and all the things. And, um, it was just a really, really cool opportunity. And I, you know, prayed, I pulled an Oracle card. I got Archangel Haniel, which is for speaking events. And, um, it's mm-hmm. just really cool. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I went outside to walk the dogs and we live in a duplex. So like there's our driveway and then there's the neighbor's driveway. And I walked the dogs one way and I walked the dogs five times a day. So like, I'm always on the street. So I walked the dogs one way and I came back and I found a quarter. I was like, thank you. So (laughs) yeah, it's just, um, you'll start, you'll start seeing your signs. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll be like a hundred dollar bill. Wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) Oh, that
0: would be amazing. I would accept that.
2: Yes. Putting that out there. We're putting that out there.
0: (laughs) I I would wonder who lost it, but I would be like, hmm.
2: (laughs) No one's around. You're not stealing. No one's around. You're not stealing. Right.
1: Exactly. (laughs) That's just my... My daughter will find money and she's always just like wondering, you know, who lost it and and could it be the last $100 bill that they had until they get paid or something. So for us, we kind of feel bad. (laughs)
2: <laughs> money is energy it will come mm-hmm. back to that person and it'll be fine and as long as like as long as the person's not standing there and you didn't ask them I mean that right was- and
0: it's not their wallet you're not stealing their wallet it just, it's something that you right. see I know what should say it's on the side of the road or it's where you parked and it's like who knows it could come from anywhere Oh, yeah. this, one
1: woman, this one woman I know, she had was at a park and she found, I think it was like $160. Wow. And, and she stood there waiting. She waited for a half hour to see if anybody was going to come back for it. And they didn't. Yeah.
2: Fair game. Good. Yeah. My husband found a wallet at that same hardware store that I talked about finding a dime. So like a year ago, found a wallet and had 300 bucks. And he went and turned it in to the store and said, I found this in the parking lot. Yep. And, you know, he didn't take the money. He gave it all there. And then about right. a month later, the hardware store called and said, you know, we've tried to contact this guy and oh, it's been over a month. I think it was like two or three months because my husband really forgot about it. And um, they're like, he never came back. It's been like three months. He could, you know, live somewhere else now. Who knows? And I think it was an yeah. out of state person or whatever but they they did due diligence to find the guy and never found him so they said you know the money's yours come get it so we're like wow t- <laughs> that's so
1: awesome you have because- to be
2: able to receive you know right so exactly right. accept it but yeah. I'm,
1: th- that's just awesome that they did that because I think uh you know a lot of people would have been like oh well they didn't come back you know I'm just taking it
2: yeah yeah and the, the fact that they called Ryan you can tell that they were um honest you know right, yeah. and like tried waited for someone to come back and claim it uh, or call and they tried to contact them too so part of you know everything is being it you have to be able to receive like if you if you're not receiving you're just blocking everything too so it' it's, it goes hand in hand you know someone offers to buy you lunch like say thank you and you'll get them next time like you're not doing anything wrong like say thank you so more abundance comes your way. And versus worrying that, I that to, person's not going to get their money, you know, they'll be homeless or something. They'll be fine. It'll work out. I had to work on that
1: with the receiving because, you know, I, I'm a giver. So mm-hmm. when people, we have a foot bath ionizer and when people, there's people who will come to detox at the house and they're always wanting us to get, to pay us for it. And for a long time, we were just like, no, 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 no. You know? And, now we're just like, well, you know, if it makes you, we don't say this, but it's like, if it makes you feel better, you know, just give us whatever you, whatever you think it's worth.
2: Yeah, donation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so
0: your last chapter is who am I?
2: Oh, yes. And it's just like my way of closing. So um, it's actually really short. (laughs) So when I was recording my Audible and we were, I was having some voice issues from straining my voice doing the Audible. And Mm -hmm. um, when we were getting close, I was like, chapter 20 is really short. So what if we can get (laughs) to chapter 20? (laughs) So really, it's just me owning where I've come so far on my journey and that I'm a teacher and that, you know, it comes through me because there's a lot in that, you know, especially with the world of social media telling you, you have to practice and you Mm. have to script and you have to do this and you have to do that. and You have to batch. And if that's not how you're wired from the universe, like you've got to be able to let that go. So that's, you know, just a lot of it too. You know, my writing style, you know, just like letting things go and being like, this is me. And you know what? you like it or you don't. Right. And I think that everyone is, um, is, or has been, you know, on that type of journey in their life where they're like, okay, who am I? So, um, one of my friends, um, Dr. June, who I met last year, he and I were having, a just a catch-up call over zoom. And it was his, um, we were talking about turning 50 and he said that he had gone on a retreat with this uh, meditation guru on his 50th birthday, which was, you know, a couple years prior, and they'd gone to Hawaii. And he said he sat for a whole day uh, in Hawaii and meditated on who am I? So it just made me think. And I thought it was just kind of like a great way to just kind of close the door on, on mm. the book as to where it is. And um, in terms of, you know, the journey the right. of all the, all the stories kind of put together. So, yeah.
1: So if people want to contact you, how can they get in touch with you?
2: Yeah, sure. So I am all over the internet, except for like on any naughty sites like porn or the dark <laughs> web. Like- <laughs> so but I'm I'm not there either good okay if you are then then that's you right so right right um, but yeah the easiest way is um my name is one of my websites I have two websites because I have two podcasts so melindavanfleet.com or goodkarmasuccesscoach.com And I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, mostly all under my name, if if I could do that. So, um, so I'm very accessible Uh, YouTube, my podcasts are on YouTube and I do a YouTube video every Tuesday with tips more on like a a professional, like business um, angle. And um, yeah, so I hope they tune in and tune in and connect with me. I would love that. My books are on Amazon. So another way to connect with me is through the books and, uh, yeah, like I'm on medium, all the things. Yeah.
1: So (laughs) what's your, what's the name of your YouTube channel?
2: It's just my name, I believe. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure it's just, um, straight up Melinda Van Fleet. So Yeah, I I think Instagram's the only one where someone took my name and they don't even use it. It's like the craziest thing. It's like, you don't even use it. Can I have my name back? (laughs) (laughs) I've got like a dash, but um, yeah, everywhere else, it should be pretty simple. Well,
1: good having you on. Thank you for sharing about your new book.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You both are super awesome. And I want to hear, like, if you go on human design and pull your charts, like send me an email so I can see what they are. And then if I have any like little insights from what I've learned, I'll uh, give you your scoop. So, but yeah, thank you. Sounds like a
0: plan. Thank, Thank you so much for being with us. Many blessings to everyone. Get out there and breathe and enjoy the wild. And
2: don't
0: forget to keep on shining.
2: Thanks, Bye. everybody.